When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. There is virtue in work and there is virtue in rest. Use both and overlook neither. When I first started casting, I was casting music videos, and back in the late 80s, early 90s, music videos were a 24-hour day shoot. And I was working for a production company at the time that worked with huge groups. Um, We would do three music videos a week, the Barrio Boys, Full Force, Boys to Men, And it was a lot of work. I would leave the office sometimes at two o'clock in the morning, exhausted. And then on the weekends, I felt so guilty. I would spend the whole weekend and all the time with my daughter, still tired and needing rest. It's important. Just as much as you work, you have to rest. You have to rest your mind. You have to rest your body. And most importantly, you need to rest your spirit. Today, I will not overlook 
rest. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. You know, I feel super, super blessed because I have the most wonderful people in my life. And I want to give a shout out to my friend, Patrick Riley, who I love dearly. Patrick has given me the introduction to our guest today that I am overwhelmed. I am so excited because you guys know how much I love Broadway. I love TV and film, but Broadway is my love. And this veteran Broadway actor has done one of my favorite Broadway shows, Jelly's Last Jam, which I had the pleasure of going to the Tony Awards um, to, to see. Yes. And Tanya Pinkins has been on our show as well. So I just want all of you guys to stand up and put your hands together for Broadway veteran actor Stanley Wayne Mathis. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tracy. I appreciate you. Oh, my God. I well, I don't say appreciate. I say appreciate love. But I appreciate love you because when I had the pleasure of reading probably a point of your life history, you have accomplished so much. And I'm so excited to get to know you in this interview as well. Um, So let's start here, because, Stanley, I moved here in 1983 from San Francisco, California, because my love is to direct Broadway. And I snuck into a lot of Broadway shows at the second act. I would just merge with the intermission crowd and find the seat. So I know all of second acts, (laughs) but (laughs) I, I am... 
You know, Broadway to me is perfection, is absolutely perfection. Tell us how you started as an actor in general and how you made your way to Broadway. Well, Tracy, I came to New York in 1983 also. Get out of here from From, where? From Washington, D.C. That's where I was born and raised, from Washington, D.C., not very far away, but it took me long enough to get up here. Um, (laughs) Wow. um, So, you know, I was in a theater company, semi-theater, professional theater company in D.C. I'd done children's theater. Um, I couldn't seem to get into any of the, you know, the top theaters in DC, you know, arena stage. I couldn't, oh. get arena, you know, I couldn't get into any of those. Um, oh. I think I did arena stage years after I had been in New York, and the show I was in moved to arena from Good oh. House. But I, you know, I packed up my little bags, you know, uh, like the Beverly Hillbillies, and Me uh, too. came on up to New York, trying <laughs> to make a go at it. <laughs> And, and did very well, ladies and gentlemen. It took me, and I tell my students this all the time, I say, look, it took me eight years to get my first Broadway show. Don't get it twisted. Mm. I know you all are used to things happening instantaneously, you know, uh, because of technology and, and whatnot. But it took me eight years to get the first Broadway show. Once wow. the door was open, it was open. Yeah. It's kind of how this business works. Right. You know? You know, once you're once you're christened, <laughs> and, and we know, we know who you are, then you're you're yep. in the database, basically. That's right. <laughs> you so, know, I mean, as a casting director, that's the same thing with TV and film. You know, exactly the rotation of people. Um, you are considered a triple threat, ladies and gentlemen: actor, singer, and dancer. Just you know the history, like because I just think there's a tremendous discipline in theater. Just in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, um, when you got in, you know, what was that first show that got you in? And then how did you maintain? Because, you know, I tell actors all the time, you're talking eight shows a week, man. Yeah. Um, stamina. I, I brought that discipline with me. Um, I had been, like I said, I've been in a, in a theater company for uh, five years. Right. to theater company, uh, artistic director Harry Poe, may rest in peace, um, mm. was, we were very disciplined. We rehearsed and worked um, from six to 10, five days a week, mm. all year round. We, mm. we, we were really like a, you know how dance companies do? They, they rehearse, 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 rehearse. Yeah. We do four or five productions yeah. throughout the year. That's that's kind of the way that was the route that we went. So and we weren't getting paid, really. Mm. So you were definitely there because you wanted to be there. Right. Um, and so I brought that discipline along with me when I got to New York. My first Broadway show was called OK. It was a uh, ni- it was a revival of a 1926 musical that took place in Long Island about bootleggers. Oh, wow. And the director, choreographer, Dan Serretta, uh set it in Harlem in the 1920s instead with an all-black cast starring wow. uh, uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell, as a matter of fact. Wow. First time I worked with Brian. Yeah. Wow. I know. I Legendary. Know. It's insane. Yeah. And so that was my first go-round. Um, it wasn't a long run. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it was enough to get you but noticed, it, it, it right? Enough. Yeah, I got, I got great reviews. You know, I was not the lead, uh, you know, right. and stuff like that. But you just never know 
how the universe is going to put you out there. Right. And so I, I came away with that show, even though it was very short lived, with great reviews. Mm. And so I had this whole reputation of as this song and dance man. I'm really, I'm an actor. I'm really an actor's actor. Um, but thanks to Harry Poe, who insisted that everybody in that company, he was like, you're going to sing and dance wherever you can sing and dance or not. I could care less. Wow. And here we're going to do all of it. And that's what I mean when I brought that discipline with me. Right. I mean, you you had to because that discipline is not something that you could, you know, gain once you step foot in New York. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because you have to have also the love and the passion because, you know, I when I came to New York, I was like, I'm theater, theater. And they were like, $35. And I was like, what? How am I going to live? You know, like, I don't, I, I can't live. And, and it was so disheartening to me because I wanted to plant my feet in theater. But then at the time, music videos were just this whole new world of like mini short films. And I got caught up in that, which led me to television and film and casting. Um, but the love, like you have to have the the passion. What was that? Because that's something that I think a lot of actors I come in contact with today are missing. Mm -hmm. There, there's this immediate gratification to be famous, to get rich and, like you said, it doesn't happen when you when you yeah, start out. Understand that, and especially Broadway, that's commerce. It's a business. And I think maybe that with the younger generation, the focus is more on that. Mm -hmm. um, that's the business. But your craft, your art mm. is your business. Mm. <laughs> okay. I wish I could clap. That's your business to, mm -hmm. to look after, to nourish, to make sure that it, 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 it develops in a way that you can walk away and say, yeah, I did that. I'm proud mm -hmm. of my work. I'm proud of my body of work. I did that. Um, so, and um, art and commerce don't always mix. Sometimes it's very commercial. Yeah. And it's paying you a lot of money and it's paying the bills. And you're like, okay, um, I didn't go to school for this just to yeah. say, well, do this one or two lines with a with a mug to the screen. But hey, they're going to pay me all this money. That's one thing. But then when it comes time for you to bring your A game, you best have your A game intact. Mm. <laughs> oh, I Because that's a missed opportunity if you ain't, if you don't have that together. Right. So it's fine. You know, ain't nothing going on but the rent. I get all, I get all those sentiments. Right. And I do tell my story, my students too, get paid for your work, but you also have to work to get paid. Ooh, Stanley. Get it twisted. I love that. And so I worked my behind off by the time I got that first Broadway show. Right. I auditioned for Dream Girls, Tap Dance Kids, Sophisticated Ladies, Ain't Misbehaving. You know, the, at, at the time I had come in, there were all these black shows on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, August and Wilson. So I was auditioning my behind, my patootie off. Yeah. And I would get callbacks three and four times and then get cut. I couldn't land a job, save my life. Um, mm -hmm. I did not go to a prestigious school. I didn't go to Yale. I didn't go to Princeton. I didn't even go to Howard, although people assume that because I was from D.C. Right. I didn't go to Howard. I went to a little, little city college. Mm. <laughs> so Which you goes to, to show, I mean, it work. matters. You really got to work extra, extra, extra um, because you're going up against that. And when, when, when the elders used to say to me, it's who you know in this business, I really didn't understand until 
long into it. I was like, oh, that this that's what they mean. This business is about relationships. Yes. Your relationship yep. with Patrick, 25, 27 years. This business is about relationships. Absolutely. And sometimes you can be the most talented person on this planet, but unless some people know you, that, that that's you know, right. You know, or you can be, they can get five people who are equally as talented. The only thing that's going to make the difference besides maybe what you look like or whatever is if there's somebody in that room that you have a relationship with, be it the casting director, mm -hmm. to me, I understand the importance of casting directors, be it a casting director, be yes. it the writer, be it the choreographer, be it the director, somebody mm -hmm. in that room. If you happen to walk in there looking like somebody, uh, looking like the director's uh, ex-wife that he just divorced and it was a nasty divorce, that could be dicey. Yes, <laughs> very yes. Subjective. You know, yes. but if yeah. they look at your resume and see that you perhaps you went to the same school or you studied at the same acting studio, that starts a conversation and a rapport and you can relax a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. This business is about relationships. So I do tell my students, uh, you know, along with do be do get paid, but do build relationships. I say mm -hmm. look at the person that's sitting next to you on both sides and look at the person sitting behind you. Those are going to be your casting directors, your directors, your choreographers, your writers, so forth and so on. And there we That's go. That's right. So that don't who these relationships in this classroom. Start networking today. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you made such a great point. I remember I was casting a show and this guy came in and he looked just like my brother. Just like my brother, right? So when he came in, I said, "Oh my God, you look just like your brother." So we're friends now after all yeah, these years, right? Yeah, it's hard to get past that. Yeah, when but you, you get past, but he said his agent when he left, he called his agent and said, "The casting director said I look just like her brother." He said, "Well, did you find out if she loves her brother?" <laughs> so, so that's true. <laughs> and he told me that years after we became friends. But you're absolutely right. My relationships stem for I've been in New York 38 years. So mm -hmm. that's how long I have some of these relationships with actors because I knew them from the embryo stages of their careers. Well, here's um, how I, yeah. you, you know, so that's a really, really super important point. Here's how um, I got my first Broadway show, though. I was working, I, was, I started doing regional up at Goodspeed Opera House in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And I did, the, I worked with Dan Serretta, the director, mm -hmm. who had right. done a piece that Richard Wesley, a uh, playwright, oh. had written called Dream Team. Mm. And he loved my work from that. And from that, all of a sudden, here comes OK. And he calls me up and he says to me, when's the last time you've been in tap class? Well, I, I actually hadn't been in tap class in a long time because I just could not afford the acting, the singing, the voice class and the and the tap and the dance. I just something had to go. So I let go of the tap class. I said, dude, I ain't been in tap class like a year. He said, well, get you behind in the tap class because I want you in this show. That's how I got in. That's how I got my first Broadway show. So it was that relationship. It was that connection. Yes. You know, that didn't have anything really to do with the Broadway system as it is. Right. This happened right. outside of that. And he brought me into the system, into into the room. And take us to the journey all the way to, you know, you you spoke very casually about Book of Mormons, but we all know that that is uh, an award-winning show. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it's funny because I remember when they first, they were auditioning for it. This was before it had come in, come to Broadway, they were auditioning for it. And they sent me a 
part of the script, a piece of script. It wasn't all of it. And then they had all these clauses that you couldn't talk about it yet. yet. These yeah. things they do now, that's that's obvious. Yeah. Because I was like, that, that was just not done 20, 30 years ago. But um, And I read for um, General But Effing Naked. <laughs> that was huh? the, uh, yes. <laughs> It's, 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 it's hard. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's South Park, baby. If you, and if you yes, know South yeah. Park, they go yeah. for the jugular. They don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, um, they do. And I looked at it and I read it and I was like, what is going <laughs> on here? What is this dude? Wait, what is his name? And what is he saying? So I, you know, I went in and I did the little audition and, and I walked away um, as I tend, as I have learned to do after all these years. It's like, look, blood on the floor, leave the room, leave it there. <laughs> What? Let it go. Right? <laughs> Leave it. Let it go. You've done your thing. Don't, yeah. don't sit by the phone. Don't, don't, don't go through all that. Just don't. Take yes. It. So I um, didn't give it another thought. Next thing I know, it was on Broadway. Good. Okay. Um, it's, it's getting all this press. At the time, I was in a show called Nice Work If You Can Get It with uh, mm. uh, Kathleen Marshall, another uh, director, choreographer, who's looked, af- looked after me uh, throughout my career. I've done like three shows with this lady. Wow. And she called me in and she had her people call and say, now, um, Stanley, Kathleen doesn't really need to see you. She loves you. But the producers want to see you. If, is it okay that you come? I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> what time you want me there? Right. That's why I showed up and I did. And I got cast. Nice work if you can get it. And trust me, it was nice work if you can get it. That was a sweet track. You hear me? It was a look, it was a sweet track. I think you know, I did a little soft shoe step touch with with the rest of the cast. I wasn't doing any more than the rest of the cast had to do. Um for the finale and I was on and off, you know, that, that character is on and off stage, come on, do a scene, leave, come on, do, you know, I was like the chief of police. So I was always arresting people or trying to arrest somebody. Mm-hmm. I, a, 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 a song with the two leads called, um, let's call the whole thing off. Mm. And that was it. That was the gig. Right. Like I'm cruising after all these <laughs> Hallelujah. You know? Um, and so, as that show was about, that contract was about to end, here comes Book of Mormon. Michael Potts, who was playing the role that I ended up taking over, um, was leaving to do HBO for a while. And mm-hmm. they somebody to come in and sit in for him for a couple of months, like three months, while he was doing that project. Um, he originated this role. He did the workshop and everything. So, he, you know, they were good to him. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so... They called me in and I was and at first I turned it down because I what was it? There was some some reason why either I didn't have an out or something my age. I was like, so you didn't I don't have an out in this show or something. So I was like, well, then this is all mute. There's no even point going through this because you can't get out of the contract. So it passed and I mm-hmm. went, let it go. Right. <laughs> it comes right. around again. But this time uh-huh. it comes back around, I think. But my contract ended with uh, nice work, uh, I think, like March the 29th or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I opened in the Book of Mormon on March the 31st. Wow. Day after my birthday. Yeah. So I was doing it's the first time in my entire career I was rehearsing a show during the day while performing one at night. I'd never done wow. that. Wow. So that was like a hit trip. I can't I can't even imagine. <laughs> By the time I got the opening night of Book of Mormon, I was like, um, 
what theater am I in? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So I had seen, they did tell me to come see the show. I had seen the show and I, you know, I love South Park. I get them. I so yeah, get them. Yeah, me too. You know, they don't. They, Since they, the beginning. I, I get them. They just don't yeah. bother me. Um, yeah. People get all twisted and all bent yeah. out. Um, for whatever their reasons are. They have their reasons. But yeah. it, I, I, I got what they were going for and I understood exactly what they were going for. A lot mm. of people saw the show. A lot of Black people saw it and did not like it. Mm. They really wow. hated it. Wow. They did not like it because, uh, first of all, you need to, un- you have to understand satire. Right. Right. You have to understand political satire. Exactly. And also, if you have no connection, if you've not watched, at least watched uh, South Park, then you don't, you have no idea where they're coming from. You just right. don't. So it, it, can, it can seem blatantly racist. Yeah. Um, but the point of that whole thing, you know, of them dragging a zebra across the stage and saying, you know, 80% of us have AIDS and all of that kind of foolishness is that, that they were mocking, making a mockery of Western right. civilization, how we perceive Africa, not as Africa right. actually is. So then you're actually telling, saying to to, um, Americans and Westerners and Europeans, get yourself together. That's right. (laughs) You're screwed. That's right. All of this is your perception. None of this is true. All of this is stereotype. And that's that's what they were playing with. Right. But black people, you have to understand, we have, you know, after 400 plus years, we are triggered. We're easily triggered. Exactly. Easily. Traumatized. Because we're still, we're still traumatized. We're traumatized. You we know what I mean? Generationally. 16, 16, 19. And we ain't dealt with that trauma, much less the trauma of today. So exactly. that's a lot of trauma. So it don't take much for us to jump off. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know. And, they, and, and, you know, I thought that when it first came out, I mean, I've been a, South Park fans since it first came out. Like that's, I have a, a very off type of sense of humor. Um, but I did read, you know, some of, of when it first came out, some of the reviews and how people reacted to it. But, you know, in the end, controversy sells, you know. Um, yeah. I think slowly people started to understand, you know, satire. And, and, right. and maybe that was, you know, the great part of opening up that to people who had never maybe experienced that artistical journey before, you yeah. know? Um, but a brilliant, brilliant But play. I would tell my friends, I've had people call me up and say, I got an audition for Mafala and the Book of Mormon. What do you think? And I'm going, dude, don't kid yourself. If you can't say God and the F word in the same sentence, yeah, this ain't the show for you. That's right. That's right. It's just not the show for you. Yeah. Eight, the week. Yeah. Or yeah. This is not the show for you. Make right. sure that you understand and are able to make peace with that material before you take this on. Otherwise, exactly. I would tell you, pass it. Pass. Yeah. Yeah. And because not everything is right for everybody. For everybody. What I, well, I've always wanted to ask this question just for me, but for our audience, as a Broadway actor, again, you have eight shows a week. I, I was really blessed to coach an actress in Color Purple, Mm. Um, the one that Oprah produced. And I was even more blessed to, you know, go to the rehearsals. And you're doing, students will say, the same show over and over, every night, every night. You know, how does that feed your soul? How does that feed your spirit? Well, 
for me, again, this is just in my opinion, Broadway is perfection. And so you have the opportunity to pull from your audience, the energy. I'm, I'm sure you get different energies every night. Maybe one line that worked one night doesn't work the other night. And as an ensemble, you know, you have to make those adjustments and shift. What keeps you going as a Broadway actor doing eight shows a week? Well, that, that point that you made is a very good point. It's never the same audience. <laughs> um, and acting is about reacting. It's about listening. You know, so when Tanya Pinkin said something to me in, in, in Jelly's Last Jam that she said differently the night before, I picked that up. I think of, wow. of even, even when it's not a musical, I think of acting, I think of plays as being, as it being scored. Every, every word, mm. every pause, every beat is scored. Mm. You don't hit the right note. <laughs> yeah. Throws everything off. Yeah, it throws everything off. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? absolutely. So right. you really have to be present and you have to listen. Mm. Now that's easier said than done. Right. You know, but look, when, when the mind, body, and spirit, sometimes spirit just says, you know what? You stay here. I'm finna take a little vacation. I need a break. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm going to the Bahamas. I'll be back right. in a few secs. But I need, right. to, I need to step out for a minute. Right. <laughs> There's really nothing you can do about that. Right, right. Well, that's, that's where discipline comes yeah. in. That's where rehearsal, that's why rehearsal is important. Discipline is important. Uh, 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 the uh, intimacy built between you and your cast members is important. You know, because they can look in your eye and tell if you're in trouble. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and and believe me, and like, there's a way there to say no. If they're there for you, they're there for you. Right. <laughs> and vice right. versa. So that's, you know, that's, 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 just, that's just human nature. You are not built to experience the same exact experience the same way every day. That's not how you're built. That's why it's called a craft. That's why yeah. it's acting. <laughs> oh my God, Stanley, I am your new best friend for real. Like it, I'm like, you're for, I love you. Um, and this interview flew by, we have five minutes. I am so sad, but I want to talk about your playwright debut of Preaching to the Choir and Unconventional Truth. Can you tell us what that is about? Well, um, Preaching to the Choir was something that I wrote when I got back from the tour of Book of Mormon and had all this time on my hands and became addicted to Facebook. Uh, you get addicted to Facebook, you get addicted to those posts. Right. Um, good and bad. Bad in that I was experiencing trauma after trauma after trauma of Black people being brutalized by police, uh, shot, killed, tased, uh, our, our, our men, our our children, our women, our elders, they didn't care what, what age you were, they just didn't care. The brutality was constant. Right. I thought, what am I gonna do with this? How do I process this trauma? And I started to write. Oh. I hadn't written since I'd moved to New York. I used to write all the time in DC, but I hadn't wow. written since I moved to New York. And so I started writing and I had written, the next thing I knew I had over 200 poems. I go, okay, Stanley, <laughs> you've written over 200 poems. And now what? <laughs> wow. And the spirit said, you're going to write this play. <laughs> huh. And so I love using American 
idioms and American sayings that we all grew up with in this country that it doesn't matter what you are, Buddhist, Muslim, Jewish, whatever, from the South, from the North, we all know, everybody knows Wade in the water. Yes. Yes. Everybody, yeah. you all heard the expression, you preaching to the choir. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. that's the first thing that came to me, preaching to the choir, because I wanted to be in a, a, a conversation um, by us, between us, without the permission, as, as, as Toni Morrison would say, the blue-eyed gaze. We're not, at, we're not asking your permission on this. Right. Right. You're just going to be unapologetically black and we're going to talk about these issues, but we're going to talk about them from a, a healing standpoint. Um, so we're going to go back in time. We're going to do all of that because we need to heal. Nobody's coming to save us, black people. We're going to have to save ourselves. Amen. So, Amen. So how can we and this audience join you on this Zoom event? Because I, I want to be there. <laughs> well, if I you do. Go, go on my Facebook page. All right, uh, listen, everybody. It's uh, PTTC, preaching to the choir. PTTC, okay. and you uh, and you uh, you will see the poster, and the, uh, the it'll give you the, the Eventbrite uh, link to go uh -huh. in and make uh, reservations for the tickets. It's on September the thirteenth. Thirteenth thirty. It's a Monday night, and it's free. But you have to have you have to make reservations. So I know my whole crew, we're all going to be there because um, after we finish today, I'm, I'm getting my invitation. Um, and, you know, um, you are a true, true blessing, Stanley. Like, you know, um, I love when we have guests on the show that are as experienced as you are, but that have the depth of spirit and soul and connection to whatever your religious belief is that, you know, it is beyond, it's a blessing to be able to experience your craft and your talent. Um, and I heard students, cause I know he teaches as well, you guys, ladies and gentlemen. So follow, go to all his IMG, his social media and find out information about his classes as well. Um, but you, you speak the truth and that's what, I've always wanted the Spirit Actual Podcast to be about with our guests to come on and tell the truths to the audience because there's a lot of people who are naive. There's a lot of people who get in misinformation and you live this. This is your truth. So I just well, want to thank a you. Sag, yeah, a sag. And I understand a sag under the sag to Monica is I see. Mm. I see. So I, you know, my third eye has been open since grade school. <laughs> oh, man, I, I believe it. And, you know, I don't want this to be our first introduction and last introduction. Um, you know, I would love to have you come back on and talk about the show because we're all going to watch it. Um, Elsa's already gotten her invitation, but that's because we do a show. But I'll, I'll give my invitation after this is over. Stanley, I want to give you a virtual hug with my good arm. And I just want to thank Patrick Riley again for the introduction. You are amazing and you are a true, true blessing. And I'm glad that 
that you are, you're legendary. And I'm so glad to have the opportunity to share you with the rest of the world, man. Um, I know people, I know it's a relationships and everybody supports and loves you, but I just want you to know over here at the Spirited Actor, we got you, man. We definitely got you. <laughs> so, but you, uh, audience, sit tight because we're still blessed and we're so grateful to have Stanley with us. So we'll be back on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, for you know, class in session. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. You're still blessed. Stanley Wayne Mathis is with us, you guys. And we are going into uh, our scene. Leanne Amato, who you all know is our writer in residence, is not with us today, but this is a scene for Leanne. We have our Spirited Actor alumni who are going to be reading the scene, Lolita Brinkley. Hi, Lolita. Hello. And we have Miles Marable. Hey, Miles. Hey, how you doing? And OG Spirit Actor alumni, Jaleesa Capri. Hey. Hey, Jaleesa. So Jaleesa is going to start off with reading um, the uh, narrative. And Jaleesa, are you ready? I am. Okay, so on action, take us away. Trustworthy, written by Leon Amato. Interior, May's kitchen, day. May walks into her kitchen, surprised at what she sees. Junior pulling money out of her purse. May, you scared me. What are you doing? Nothing. I, I look for some change and I don't want to wake you and ask for it. Uh, junior, are you the person that's been taken from me? 
May you know I would never. Because you know, you're the last person I think I'd have to look over my shoulder to watch. The words, <laughs> shame on his face and hurt in hers. Have I ever given you reason to feel that you couldn't come to me for anything? He shakes his head no. This isn't even like you. And it's been weeks. And you know the worst part of it is out of all the people in this house, you never came across my mind. So please, tell me why you're doing this. I'm stuck, May. And I don't want to tell you about it because I've hurt you enough already. So, what you got going on is going to be more for me to carry than what I've carried thus far. Caring for all the young men that come into this house. So try me. Nonetheless, I've given you trust. And if you don't remember anything else I taught you, remember that. Remain trustworthy, Junior. You're better than this. Well, I didn't mean it that way. So, have I ever, have I ever given you any reason to doubt me? No. So, Junior, I got you the job not to embarrass you. But I got you that job because I knew it would be a job that would quickly promote you. And I know the strings that I pulled to get you in there. So you self-sabotaging it? That hurts worse than you stealing from me. I'm sorry, May. I I didn't know. Have I ever led you wrong? Shakes his head no. Give me a hug. But tomorrow, I want you to call Mr. West and ask him for a second chance. Yes, ma'am. And I'll pay you back everything I took. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Don't worry about that, baby. You pay what you owe and be done with it. I raised you better than that, and I don't need to know anything else. I will do. I love you, May. <laughs> I love you, too. She pulls him in for a hug, and you can see the burden lifted off of him. Scene. Thank you, spirited actors. So I'm going to throw it, yes. I'm going to throw it to you, Stanley. Great job, guys. Um, they're just always, there's always questions to ask yourself. Um, I don't spend a lot of time criticizing people's work as much as I ask them to ask questions. Um, to ask themselves so that they can, you know, go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper than they ever thought they could. Um, you all were, you, uh, you both established very well um, who you are, who you were. So I was able to get the relationship. That kind of thing is very important. And especially when it comes to like TV and film, you don't get a whole play for us to figure out who you are. <laughs> you might just right. get one scene, clung, clung, law and order. That's that yeah. one scene. And we got to know your whole, your whole deal. Um, so it's very important that you understand who you are. It's, th- it's, those who, it's those W's. Who, what, 
where and wow. who are you? What do you want is the big deal. You know, why, what do you want when you come in there? What is it you want? Now, it can be as simple as I'm coming to get some money. Uh, you, that, that, you, I don't know why you're getting the money. You need to know that. Why are you, why are you stealing the money? Um, but then it can even go deeper than that. It, it, you know, it may not have anything to do with you actually taking the money. It may have something to do with, once again, trauma, child trauma. And I'm assuming this person has been through a lot of trauma and this woman is used to working with uh, young men and women for that purpose. Um, are you testing not only yourself, but are you are you testing the whole situation by doing this? What is it you want to go in there and do this? You love this woman. You respect this woman. You know she wants the best for you. Why would you, and I love the word that's used in the script, sabotage that relationship to make that move? So a lot of times we will do some negative stuff to sabotage ourselves. So what is it you are afraid of? What's the deal? What's going on there? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean by you, you can you can keep peeling off layers and going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, um, and that's something for you and the director and also the, the playwright itself. But there's, you know, as an actor, what do you bring into the table that's not necessarily on the page? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what excites the writer, because <laughs> then the writer's going, whoo, you know. I did not see that coming. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's the kind of actor you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to respect the word and respect their work, but you bring, you, you, you show up at the table, don't do like we did doing integration and show up at the table empty-handed. <laughs> bring <Okay>. something. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the walk away. Takeaway from this is bring something that's not on the table and not on the page. I love that. I love that. Stanley Wayne Mathis, I can't even thank you enough for your time, your stories. You are so gracious. And I will see you on September 13th. September 13th. Uh, Elsa got her ticket. Everybody else get your ticket. So we can all be there together to support Stanley. Thank you so much, Stanley. And I want to extend another invitation for you to come on the show because I'm sure that after we see the show, we're going to want to talk some more to you. So we wish you nothing but mad success, continued success, continue abundance, continue peace and love in your life because you truly, truly have been a blessing to us today. So so much, Trace. And guys, thank you guys. Great work. Keep working at it. Congratulations. Uh, the brother that's in the, uh, uh, Pass, uh, Passover. That's oh, great. that's Alfonso Walker Jr. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be coming uh, up next. So you two, I'm, I'm looking to see great things from, from you two uh, actors who did a fine job in this scene. So, um, man, you're just getting started. It's a great journey. Just Thank you. Take Thank it you very much. and run with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. And I hate to run away from this show right now, but and run away from Stanley, but we're going to let him go. And we definitely mad blessings to Stanley Wayne Mathis. Ladies and gentlemen, stand up and put your hands together again for Broadway veteran, also TV and film star Stanley Wayne Mathis. (laughs) All right. And we will be back on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And I'm going to give you guys love. I'm going to give some love. And now it's time for Give Love. 
When I first went to Europe, I went to Paris. It's the most beautiful city I've ever been in. I love the people. I love the energy. I love the food. I love the arts. I spent the whole day touring and just experiencing a whole new culture. And the thing I loved about Europe in general is how they take time at lunchtime and the whole city shuts down for an hour and a half to really appreciate lunch, conversation, and time with your family. And I remember thinking, I wish we really understood what lunch was in America. Instead of stuffing our mouths and rushing back to our job in an hour and a half, to just take the time to taste the food and really have conversation where you're listening and engaging. It's so important to take time in life, to rest. And when you slow down and when you take your time, some people feel guilty when they're not working or when they're resting and they're not doing something. I suggest you practice every day not allowing your mind to trick you into thinking that when you're resting, you're wasting time. Resting is allowing your mind, your body, and your spirit to rejuvenate itself. And you'll have the energy and the mindset to continue to work and work joyfully. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and it's time for Kudos Corner. Kudos Corner. I am so excited to bring on Spirited Actor alumni who have book jobs, have opportunities, or upcoming events. So I want to bring on Spirit Actor alumni Alfonso Walker Jr., who is always in our class and session. Hey, Alfonso. Hey, 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 family. How you doing, Tracy? I'm good, man. So I am excited because I feel like there are things I don't know. So please share with our audience all of these wonderful opportunities for you. No, this is crazy. Uh, recently, I've been blessed with an uh, understudy job for the first show, Back to Broadway, Passover. I'm playing Moses. Uh, I have my Broadway debut September 7th. I will be on a Broadway stage at the August Wilson Theater, 52nd to 8th Avenue. Uh, I'm so honored to be here. I'm so blessed. I feel lucky. I pray every day. I light my candle in my dressing room. That's where I'm at right now. And uh, just to be able to come back here and share this with y'all is such an amazing experience. Hey, yo, I just want to say thank you, Tracy, for always looking out for me, always blessing me, always thinking about me in the right time and putting me in the right places. And, uh, yo, we just getting started. Uh, I, I was about to say that. We just getting started. I got, I actually got three performances. September 7th is my debut, September 28th and September 29th. Yo, and wow. if y'all need some discount tickets, yo, hit me up in my DM, A Walker Jr. on Instagram. I got y'all. I'll get y'all some $39 tickets because them tickets are a little crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I can't get you up because I got one hand, but just know I'm, I'm, I want one of them tickets. Miles wants one of them tickets. I got and, you. And, you know, I can honestly say this, Alfonso, I am not surprised because I never not thought things weren't going to happen for you or any of Spirit Act alumni that come in here. I just don't know when it's going to happen. 
but I know it's happening. And I'm so proud of you and you're so deserving of this opportunity. And now the rest of the world is gonna know who you are. It's over, it's over. Talk to Alfonso now, cause he's gonna be booked until 2026. Okay. <laughs> I risk you all of that. <laughs> I put it out in the universe for you. Happy birthday, Elsa. You know, uh, actually my debut is also Elsa's birthday too. Uh, well, you know, I was going to say, we sh if we could get there on the 7th, um, I, I want Elsa to be here. We're going to have to just figure something out. We still got the 28th, Elsa. And what was the other day? September 29th. Oh, 29th, 28th, Okay. So we got to work out something for Elsa because that means something for it to be on her birthday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, well, I just want to thank you again. I'm sending you a virtual hug. And I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, things really happen on the Spirited Actor podcast and actors really work. And I'm just, that's what it's all about is just providing these opportunities for you guys to live out your dreams. So applause to Alfonso Walker Jr. Yay! Hello, y'all family. Thank you so much for having me. I really do. Thank you. Bless y'all. Have a great day. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited Podcast. Thank you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.